Welcome, fellow beer connoisseur, to Beer Tasters, a podcast dedicated to the enjoyment of one of life's true pleasures, beer. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker. And I'm Nikki Starwalker. Today, we'll tell you about a couple delightful beers that you've got to try. Cheers! Hello, listener. Welcome to Beer Tasters, Episode 7. So glad you joined us, and welcome to the show, Nikki. Thanks. So this is a very impromptu Beer Tasters tonight, because Nikki and I just went to a brand spanking new liquor store that just opened down the road, and we found some very exciting beers that we've never had before, and we spent way too much money and brought them all home, and we each tried one, and we both really liked our beers. Actually, we switched beers, didn't we, Nikki? We did. We liked them so much we couldn't decide which one we (laughs) liked more. (laughs) So I ended up drinking the one that Nikki opened and Nikki's drinking the one that I opened. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're both really good. And so we're going to talk about them. So Nikki, why don't you go first and tell us all about your beer while I chug mine down? (laughs) Be careful there, Lex. Um, I am drinking a Lagunitas beer. And you love Lagunitas Brewing Company and almost almost everything you try of theirs. So I knew, I do. Yeah, I knew we were going to like this one. At least one of us would. Should we tell the Lagunitas story? Sure. So this is kind of a funny story and will show you how dumb I am. Um, <laughs> when we lived in Washington, we saw Lagunitas beer like everywhere, like everywhere. And I never tried it. And the main reason I never tried it is there are certain beers that are actually made by one of the big three, but they're disguised. Can can you think of an example, Nikki, of a beer that pretends to be a craft beer, but it's really made by one of the big three? You know, there is an amber ale that I can't remember the name of, but it was in a pizza place that we were in the other night, and we couldn't figure out who made it, and it turned out it was Michelob. Yeah. So, you know, they're all trying it now. Yeah. Well, what's that one that we saw all the time in in Washington? It was like... um Tony Weinhardt or something like that. Beer. I don't remember that one. Oh, well, anyway, there, in at least in Washington where we would get beer, there were certain beers like, for instance, Pyramid. You saw a lot, which isn't really very good. This one beer I'm thinking of, <laughs> I can't remember the name of. Another one is uh, Shock Top. You'd see a lot of Shock Top, which we're not huge fans of. Um, but they're not made by one of the big three. They are indeed. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's a great example. So that's a great example. So Shot Top tries to present itself as this small craft brewery, but it's really made by one of the, the big breweries. And so I kind of had this little prejudice and this assumption that Lagunitas was like that just because I saw it everywhere. Like even in gas stations, they would have Lagunitas. Plus, it's uh, I, obviously it's a Spanish word, <laughs> or it sounds like a Spanish word. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that, you know, like Corona and Dos Equis aren't like highly regarded beers in the craft brew circles. So I just kind of assumed that their beer was no good and I never tried it. And um, I should have known better because we went to uh, a certain restaurant slash brew pub 
called Elliott Bay Pizza Company or something like that. Yep. And shout out to my man, Andrew. I love Andrew. Was one of the bartenders there. And he told us kind of a little bit about Lagunitas that it's actually named after this town in California. And um, it's actually really good beer. But for whatever reason, I didn't believe him. (laughs) Oh my gosh, really? Well, actually, I think what it was, was I was probably pretty drunk when he told me that. And I think I just forgot about it. Because (laughs) Yeah, because you reminded me about it after I tried it here in Indiana. And you're like, oh, you know, Andrew told us about it and that it was actually pretty good. And I was like, really? I don't remember that. (laughs) You were probably drinking one of your 11% beers. Right, right. I was probably drinking some kind of triple and, and was... (laughs) laid the waist by then or maybe a quad but anyway i'd never tried it and then we came to indiana and you know a lot of the beers that were kind of my go-to beers in washington i just can't find here and uh i ended up having a lagunitas i think maybe the first one i had was actually at noodles and company um because it's one of the beers they carry definitely the best beer they carry Mm -hmm. um and it was kind of like it was either that or like Coors or something so i was like all right i'll try lagunitas it was a little something extra and i really liked it and since then i've tried a lot of their beers and i've liked every beer of theirs i've tried so just kind of a funny story of how i learned a very important lesson That's awesome. No, I actually felt the same way about Lagunitas for different reasons. And my reason is possibly more shallow than your reason. I don't know. Because, well, it's a designer thing because I didn't like their labels. (laughs) I know it's terrible. (laughs) It's terrible designer confessions, but it's very simple, their labels, which, you know, can be a good thing and a bad thing, but it's just off-white. Or, you know, white on in some cases, I think. And then they just have their green Lagunitas lettering right. and the name of the beer and that's it, you know. And, and nowadays they have a dog on <laughs> a lot of their labels, but that's yeah. really... That's really it. (laughs) Well, there is a little hidden treasure on their labels, though, that I think you're going to share with us, right? I am. (laughs) You pointed me to it. Um, I didn't really know about it until today. But I am drinking Lagunitas Brown Sugar Ale. Brown Sugar Sugar. Yep. (laughs) And the full title is uh, Lagunitas Brown Sugar Ale Sweet Release. No, it's not brown sugar ale. It's brown sugar. Oh, ale. excuse me. <laughs> you got to say it right. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it literally is sugar. It is. There's no R in that word. That's right. And there is an H. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like it. Oh, I should mention that Lagunitas Brewing Company is in Petaluma, California. Oh, it's not in Lagunitas, California? No, it's, they're oh. out in Petaluma. And they I did do a little bit, a tiny bit of research before getting on the mic. Damn and you. I know. <laughs> I broke all the <laughs> rules. But they offer free tours. Ooh. So if you're in Petaluma or in Chicago, you can get Chicago. a free tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've seen on a list, I was looking at a list of brewery tours, the best of, and they mentioned Lagunitas in Chicago gives a great tour. So they have a brewery in Chicago as well? I can only assume, yes. Oh, we got to check that out. Oh, I'd love to. Definitely. Which is closer? Is Chicago closer to where we are now or is wherever they are in California closer to Seattle? Chicago, I believe. Okay, so we got to go now. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. And on this label, there is, of course, a dog. They're little, I think it's a Dalmatian. 
And around the sides in tiny print are these words. We believe this special ale is something unique. Feeding brown cane sugar to otherwise cultured brewery yeast is akin to feeding raw shark to your gerbil. That's right. (laughs) It is unlikely to ever occur in nature without human intervention. That's right. And it looks weird besides. Absolutely. But it has happened and now it's too late. (laughs) It is too late. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's awesome. And um, I'm stumbling over my words because it is 9.9%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's how we like it. And the IBU is 51.1, which to me implies it isn't especially bitter, but you may be tasting the hops. Do we, or I I know I don't, do you know the IBU scale? Like what is low, medium, high or anything No, but you know what? I am going to look that up. And as a promise to our listener right now, I'm going to look it up and publish a blog post our about listener. it on our web pri- We only post. have one. <laughs> well, I am assuming one listener <laughs> is listening at a time, but <laughs> shout out to our one listener. Thank you, Jim. Our one listener. No, actually, I know for sure. I know for sure we have two. Yes, <laughs> possibly three. And I love the Lagunitas, um, I guess it's their tagline. Their tagline is, life is uncertain, don't sip. That's right. Gulp it down, people. (laughs) Well, sometimes I see other beers that say, this beer is meant to be sipped. And, you know, it's just, I'm kind of like, let people drink beer however they want to drink their beer. (laughs) Well, but I'm kind of with Lagunitas on this one because, like, let's say, hypothetically, you just cracked open and started drinking the best beer of your life that Mm -hmm. you have ever had and and you're just like sipping at it and an asteroid comes down (laughs) and hits the earth with the impact of like a hundred hydrogen bombs Mm -hmm. and destroys all life on this planet would you not regret it yeah you know you'd be like man i should have gulped that beer down so i could have had more than one sip before i died right and then you are left without a tongue Right. And you can't taste anything anymore. Yep. That's right. This is true. <laughs> Live for the day. Live for, Live the, for moment. the moment. Yes. Yeah. Not even the day. Live for this instant. <laughs> We're getting deep here on our <laughs> yeah, Beer Tasters deep, podcast. Deep in something. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the net contents are 12 fluid ounces of... <laughs> 12 fluid ounces of malt, brown sugar, hops, yeast, and water. And the reason that I read this is they actually include brown sugar in the contents of the beer like they don't just say you know it's just oh we used brown sugar in the process no there's brown sugar in here awesome. and you can taste it it tastes like honey it's malty but when you first sip it and as you're drinking it throughout you can taste the hops in yes there. so i almost want to say it there's more hop flavor than malt flavor but it's a tough decision because it's such a complex beer i I would say there's more hop than malt but it's not yeah we we were talking before the show um just based on the flavor i i'm tempted to call it a pale ale just because it's got that hoppy taste but it's not as hoppy as an ipa Mm -hmm. but it doesn't look like a pale ale it's kind of a, a reddish brownish color it is yeah there's definitely a red tint to it and i was reading that it's considered an american strong ale which is like miscellaneous is it (laughs) for beer it seems like it doesn't it strong ale i mean that just (laughs) means it's an ale 
that's above a certain percentage of alcohol, but it okay. doesn't tell you anything about the color or anything, does it? I don't know. Okay. I thought it implied a deeper, richer amber color. Okay. Like it is. Okay. But it that's because a... I've only had a couple of strong ales before this. I think Arrogant Bastards strong ale by Stone. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I don't know. I'm totally talking out of my ass, but my impression has been that if it's an air, uh, an American beer and we don't know what to call it, we call it an American ale or an American strong ale. Okay. <laughs> but I think, honestly, and, and, you know, Lex Starwalker from a year ago is going to turn over in his grave or whatever, right, when I say this, but... Uh-oh. But I actually think that a, that a beer that you can't pin down and classify as a specific style is a lot of times an awesome beer. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. is different. Yeah. Because I've found lately that a lot of the beers I really like, it's kind of hard to, to pin them down. Mm-hmm. Like the beer Etrusca. What would you call that? I don't know. It's like its own thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, to me, they have a whole line of ancient ales, right? But that yeah. to me is the ancient ale. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Lagunitas beer, I, I'm i pretty sure it's a, a specific kind of hops that they use, and I'm not sure what it is, but every Lagunitas beer I've had has this particular flavor, this particular hop flavor to it, mm-hmm. and I've had the, the little something, the little something extra, mm-hmm. I've had their, their Pilsner, I've had their daytime IPA, their regular IPA, and now this one, mm-hmm. and they all have that distinctive flavor to it. So if you have one Lagunitas beer and you like it, you will probably like every beer that they make. If you have one of their beers and you really don't like it, you probably won't like any beers that they make because they all have that particular that particular kind of hop. True, but I believe that it would be worth trying a second beer of theirs if we if you don't like the first. Absolutely. Because it's different levels of intensity on yes, that that's hop true. flavor. That is true. Yeah, it's pretty. It's fairly light in the Pilsner, and it's fairly light, I think, in the one you have right now. Yes. Well, I don't know. See, I go back and forth. It changes. I swear, the it's beer is evolving in the glass right now. It is evolving <laughs> in your mouth. It's really complex, and I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, the yeasts are dividing and mutating, <laughs> growing tentacles as we speak. Great. Mmm, <laughs> yummy. So, yes, it is 9.9%, but I it don't is. taste the strength. Nope. So It'll come up from behind and smack you on the head. You won't even know it. my excuse. <laughs> Lex, what are you drinking? Well, first of all, I have to give a caveat. If I, if I sound especially happy today, it's not just the beer I'm drinking. I pre-partied tonight with a couple shots of my favorite bourbon, Woodford Reserve. Shout out. So, yeah. So I am drinking. <laughs> I am drinking a beautiful ale by, um, or actually, I shouldn't say that. This might actually be a lager. It probably is. It's a um, pilsner, right? Right, which are mm-hmm. usually lagers or always lagers. See, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. I, I didn't say it. <laughs> you speak for I'm yourself, saying bud. It because there's some. There's some. Well, okay, maybe our fourth listener. <laughs> <laughs> is someone who actually knows a lot about beer and is thinking, man, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> that fourth listener terrifies me. Yeah. His name is Terrence. Terrence the Terrifying. Aw. But um, yeah, so this is probably a lager because I think pretty much pils- Pilsners are lagers. But this is by Dogfish Head. It is called Piercing Pills. And it has this awesome image 
of a red-eyed demon cat with a green, like, Santa Claus-type hat on, mm-hmm. um, biting into a big-ass pear. And um, he's drooling quite a bit because that pear is so good. Uh, this is a Pilsner that is fortified or infused with pear juice and pear tea. And it is 6% alcohol. Uh, it doesn't say the IBU because it's Pilsner and Pilsners are not bitter. Uh, the predominant hops in it is Saz hops, which I am a huge fan of. I've talked about Saz hops on the show before. It is a what they call a noble hops, which these hops are usually... Uh, not super high in bittering agents or IBUs when you throw them in a beer. They're more used for the aromatic flavors. And uh, the Saz Hops is one of my favorites. Uh, Pilsner Urkel uses Saz Hops. Heineken uses Saz Hops. Mm-hmm. And this beer uses Saz Hops. And pretty much any beer I've ever had that I can taste Saz in, I like. That's great. What's the ABV on yours? Uh, 6%. Okay. Which is actually kind of high for a Pilsner. Usually Pilsners are in the five, five point something mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. This beer is really good. And, uh, you know, kudos to Dogfish Head. This is yet another home run for them. I tend to like pretty much anything that's got pear in it, which is really weird because for most of my life, I, I wasn't big on pears. But then I found that pears are good in like everything. I love pear martinis. I love pears on pizza. Oh my God. I've had like two different pear pizzas that were like, I mean, awesome. <laughs> yep. Um, I like pear cider and I'm usually not a huge fan of cider. It's a little too sweet for me a lot of times, but what is it? Spire in Washington makes it makes a good pear cider oh, that yeah. I really like. Mm-hmm. So this is basically like your traditional Czech Pilsner, like Pilsner or Kell with a little shot of pear in it. And it's interesting. Actually, let me take a sniff here. I don't know that I smell the pear in the aroma. I, I just get the, the saws smell really strong in mm-hmm. the aroma. Um, but when I drink this beer in the front, like the when it first hits my mouth, the immediate taste, mm-hmm. I get pear there. But then from then on out, it's just like a, a really good saws pilsner. Um, I really only get the pear in the very beginning. The uh, the only thing that I would say at all remotely negative about this beer is it has a bit in the aftertaste, this taste that I associate with cider. And I think it's actually just the alcohol. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. But I would, on a scale of one to five, I would give this beer a four or a four and a half easy. It's really good. I, I would kind of like to have more pear in it. I would like that pear taste to be there through the whole experience, not just at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, it could be if they gave me that, it wouldn't be good. You know, the, the folks at Dogfish Head, I mean, they know what they're doing. And I can only assume that that um, the way that they made it is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I'm I have that much faith in them. as brewmasters because uh they even their beers that i've had that i don't like i still can recognize that this is a very well-made beer it's just not my thing right yep totally did you mention where they get the beer taste from because i know that i looked at the bottle or something like that or maybe you told me and they're using pear tea yeah, pear juice and pear tea. Yeah, that's really interesting. I would think, though, pear tea 
would give it a much more subtle pear taste than the pear juice. Right. So. Right. And and I'm curious where in the process they're throwing that pear juice in. Oh, oh, I have an answer. Oh. So I cheated and looked at your beer too online. Oh, you're doing research? <laughs> Just a tiny bit. Yeah. The tiniest bit. And it says both the juice and the tea were added in the kettle during the whirlpool after the boil. Okay, okay. So they claim that's for maximum flavor and yeah. aroma contribution. Absolutely. I I was just going to say, I, you know, it a lot depends on where in the process they add that pear juice. Because if they put it in during the boil, then, you know, you probably lost a lot of the flavor. But yeah, during the whirlpool, that that's a great time to do it. Definitely. In my expert opinion. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But but no, for our right listeners, though. the whirlpool, when you, when you brew beer, you have a boiling process where you're basically cooking the beer. Um, at that point, it's called wort because you haven't put yeast in yet. And it's not considered beer until you put the yeast in. You start out with the mash, which is where you kind of steep the grains in hot water. It's kind of like making tea. And then you take that water and that's what you're boiling. And then, you know, you might add sugar and hops and stuff like that. And then what the whirlpool is, is when you're done with the boil, which might be like, say, 60 minutes is a good average boil, depending on the beer. Mm -hmm. But you do the boil, you take it off the heat and you stir it like really, really good to make like a whirlpool. And what that does is it takes all your like hot flowers and all your sediment and everything and it gets it to kind of pile in the bottom and center of your big pot. So then when you pour it off into your fermentation vessel, you know, all the sediment is kind of packed together at the bottom from the whirlpool and it's not going to, you know, most of it's going to stay in your pot and not go into your fermentation vessel. They're putting this pear juice in when it's still hot, but it's no longer boiling. So it's hot enough that, you know, it will mix in really good and the sugar in the pear juice dissolves and everything but it's not so hot to where it's boiling and you're going to lose a lot of the pear flavor from the the vapor coming off of your hot wort. Yep, yep. And I'm just thinking if they used, instead of tea, all pear juice, um, you would get more of a pear taste, but it's still delicious. And I, yeah. you know, did the juggle between do I want this beer or that beer, but I like the complexity of the brown sugar. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, between the two, that's probably the one I like a little bit better. But I do like me a really good Pilsner. And this is a really good, this stacks right up with Pilsner Raquel, which is like my favorite Pilsner and is the original Pilsner. It's just like that. It's just as good as that, except you do get that little added pair at the beginning, which is which is cool. Mm -hmm. I dig it. Yep. And I don't know if you mentioned this, but the IBU on yours is 35 the international bittering okay. unit and mine is 51 so you're right mine's definitely gonna right. be a little bit more bitter right yeah well you know most lagers aren't bitter okay so, yeah okay so so 35 that must be towards the low end of oh excuse me must be towards the <laughs> low end of the ibu scale mm -hmm. you know this might be tmi but i just uh burped there and i i tasted that lagunitas that i tried quite a while ago <laughs> So it is, it is overriding. Oh my. The Pilsner. <laughs> oh, Lex, as well as Saws, they also have Amarillo hops. Mm. 
And they say that the, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Amarillo hop. Amarillo. Okay. That is correct. (laughs) Add nuanced citrus notes that meld perfectly with the fruit. Do you agree? I do agree. Um, Amarillo is one of my favorite hops. That is one of the hops in Lucille, which is my favorite IPA. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're uh, kind of citrusy. Yeah, okay. I can't. Awesome. I don't feel like my tongue is refined enough to taste the Amarillo hop yet. I just have to drink more beers that have Amarillo hop in it and know what I'm drinking, right? To kind of tune into that, right? Um, I can take taste Galaxy hops. I believe that's the name of it from Australia. Okay, but that's really it. Oh, saws too. I can get the saws yeah. off of yours as well. Yeah, but it's really fun, kind of tuning your tongue to yeah. know the different tastes you know what i think and i could be a little different because i have like a very extremely sensitive sense of smell compared to a lot of people mm-hmm. um i smell things that nikki doesn't even know are there uh <laughs> sometimes but, that's a good thing <laughs> but i think for me personally the best way to really learn about a hops is to actually brew some beer with it because when you are boiling that wort and you throw the hops in mm-hmm. the aroma of the hops just explodes into the air all around you and the aroma and the taste are exactly the same if that makes sense to you so for for instance one of our first beers we brewed was kind of like a hefeweizen um and we use uh oh what's it called tetnanger or tetnong hops which is a german hops that's used in a lot of hefeweizens and you know i can still remember when we threw those hops in the smell that came off of it and then so when i taste a beer that has those hops in it like i recognize it wow so if you have the luxury or the desire to learn to homebrew Mm -hmm. and want to homebrew that is a great way to learn about a particular hops like like nikki you want to know about amarillo hops is is we make a beer with amarillo hops and you know you throw those hops in in that boiling water and you smell what comes off and then you'll probably recognize it when you taste it in a beer yeah yeah i just need to make those pathways in my brain yeah <laughs> yeah because because taste is like 90 percent smell or something like that um and to me it's like the way things smell and the way things taste are exactly the same like i know how something's gonna taste just from smelling it Wow. I don't know if everybody's that way or just me, but that's how it is for me. I suspect that's how it is for chefs. Me personally, I my smell is not that reliable. <laughs> my sense of smell. <laughs> there is a specific kind of scent that only certain people can smell. I forget what it's called. And it's just a, you know, it's in your genes if you can smell this certain kind of scent or not. And they've done experiments where... You know, they'll put it on a piece of paper, kind of like in a magazine when you have samples of cologne or perfume like that. And they'll have people smell it and someone with this gene will be able to smell something and someone without it won't smell anything. Whoa, that is cool. Yeah. And I kind of wonder if if I have that gene because I do like smell things that other people don't. Mm -hmm. And I've always been like that. But it's a blessing and a curse. Usually it's a (laughs) blessing. Sometimes it's a curse when you're around someone really stinky. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that is going to wrap 
up episode what is this seven of beer tasters <laughs> where am i where am i what's going on <laughs> if you would like to reach us you can email us at beer tasters podcast at gmail.com oh my god i almost forgot i want to give a shout out to uh our second confirmed listener nick <laughs> for his uh email he sent us and nick had a really great idea he suggested that he would like us to do an episode where we talk about glassware um, because as you may or may not know, fair listener, uh, certain beers actually taste better out of certain types of glasses. And basically every type of beer out there has a specific kind of glass that is made for it. If you're in Belgium, it's actually a big deal. And, uh, you know, you can get in trouble serving the wrong beer in the wrong glass here in America. You know, it's not always as sophisticated as that. And no. pe- everybody should serving every kind of beer in a shaker glass but yeah uh, well a small part of me dies when i get a good (laughs) beer in a small plastic glass or small (laughs) plastic cup (laughs) or even the glass like shaker glasses i don't know if that's Mm -hmm. what they're called but um just the you know just the plain old glass yeah (laughs) that you'd use like with a bar shaker Mm -hmm. um yeah you serve a good beer in that i'm like WTF. So that's a great idea, Nick. And um, we are definitely going to do that in an episode. And I think what we're going to do, Nikki and I have talked about it, is we're going to do a companion blog post with that because it's kind of a visual thing. You're going to want to see pictures of the different glasses and what they look like. So we're definitely going to do that sometime in the future. Yep. If you would like to follow me on Google+, please do so. You can just search for me, Lex Starwalker. And you can find me at Nikki Starwalker. Well, that's your Twitter, at Nikki Starwalker. Yes, but also Google if you just look for Nikki Starwalker. But there's no app. <laughs> okay. There's a plus, maybe? Plus Nikki All right, Starwalker? plus. There you go. I'll level with you there. <laughs> Is that how it works? Is there a plus? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Lex Starwalker. Please visit our... Uh, Whoa, voice crack much? Please visit our <laughs> show notes at starwalkerstudios.com. I'm hitting puberty as we speak. <laughs> if you would like to support the show and see it continue on, please uh, head on over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a rating and or a review. Also, please check us out on Joyride at getjoyride.com slash beer tasters. And there you can become a patron of the show and donate us uh, a little bit of money every month, maybe enough to buy a beer. And uh, that will really help us out. Or if you don't want to make that kind of a long-term monthly commitment, you can just head on over to starwalkerstudios.com and hit our donate button and do a one-time, you know, buy us around kind of thing. Right, Nikki? That's right. It keeps the studio alive. (laughs) That's right. Truly. (laughs) It does. So we like to end the show with our beer tasters challenge. This week, try something new. Try a beer you've never tried before. If you're feeling especially adventurous, try a style you've never tried before. Until next time, I'm Lex Starwalker. And I'm Nikki Starwalker. Enjoy life. And enjoy your beer. Cheers. Cheers. This episode's music provided by Kevin McLeod. Please see the show notes for more details at starwalkerstudios.com slash beer tasters. Beer tasters.